if you can see it and you can hear it, you can be it. Um, so if you don't, if a young woman doesn't see women on television, she does not think that she can be a woman on television. It's about representation. Leland Chin was a great advocate for this at SBS and a long-time newsreader and now a cultural phenomenon in our, all our hearts. It's those sort of representations that have helped other people start to think that they can become involved in the Australian media landscape, uh, whether that be at the ABC, SBS or commercial radio and television, but also just in their local community radio stations and their local television stations. Welcome to episode 170 of Be The Drop, a weekly interview podcast sharing stories from people who inspire and motivate others to help you learn how to tell your story. I'm Amelia Veal, Director at Narrative Marketing and firm believer in the superpower of storytelling. Many factors create culture. History, media and language all play a part in what makes up Australia. But community is perhaps what makes each of us Australians. The Community Broadcast Foundation is committed to help amplify a diverse range of community voices. Businesses should also support these voices if we're to make a positive impact, both socially and commercially. John King is the Grants Manager of the Community Broadcast Foundation, or CBF, a small charity that funds community media projects. The CBF looks after 450 community media initiatives across Australia, giving voices to thousands of everyday people, including many minority voices that may not otherwise be heard. In today's episode of Be The Drop, John discusses the place of community media in today's society. He provides extremely valuable tips on how to get started with your community media project and why it's so important to share your story or passion. This is John's version of Be The Drop. Narrative Marketing is currently working on a documentary series made possible with support from the Community Broadcast Foundation. To find out more about the funding support they provide, visit cbf.org.au or click on the link in the show notes. John, thank you so much for joining me for our next episode of Be The Drop. My pleasure. I'm looking forward to hearing more about your story. To get us started, you've brought an item of significance and that's something that connects you with your community and a little bit of background about who you are and leads us into your story. That's right. I've brought a coffee cup in. This is a coffee cup a friend made for me. She is a potter and owns a homeware store. What I love about this coffee cup, it is a, it was a personal handmade gift and we don't get enough handmade things these days. And she is a very well accomplished potter. And to get this sort of gift, even though it was one of a hundred she made that day, she signs the bottom of each of them with her signature and the year and also that it's handmade in Melbourne. I, was, I visited her in the shop that day and she was there throwing throwing pots and cups and bowls and then three weeks later it was my birthday and she gave it to me for my birthday. What I love about it is apart from being a practical gift and a beautiful gift like it's so many other cups that you can get that are just store-bought they were made out of a machine so uh, soulless whereas this one feels like it's uh, something that is worth keeping which is important in today's society and environment. Yeah, and it's interesting because for me I see that connection with the work you're doing with the Community Broadcast Foundation, which is very much about 
personal connection and stories through content. But, you know, for an artist and a, a creator of pottery, their personal connection is through their artwork and that tells its own version of stories. Yeah, with the community media, it's community telling its own stories and controlled in the way it's, it is owned and operated and how it distributes those stories. And you're right, Shelley has her own story, but my connection to Shelley, every time I have a cup of coffee in the morning, I can think, oh yeah, I remember the time she made that. That was a great time. And now I've got this beautiful cup to to go with it. Mm, That's lovely. So let's expand a little bit then about what you do at the Community Broadcast Foundation and what that organisation is all about. Sure. We're a small charity with 10 staff, most part-time. We are federally funded. We're also a charity and we seek donations from uh, people who can afford so. And And we put our money into community media. Uh, Community media, as we sort of define it, is community-owned and operated media. So a lot of not-for-profit groups. Community media is a third tier of the uh, media landscape where there is commercial media, which is has the has commercial interests. Um, there is the public media, ABC, SBS, that has the public interest in, in, in mind. But then community media provides the community's voice in these discussions. So when it comes to democracy, politics, talking these things, while well, the government has its position and uh, the journalists at the ABC have their unbiased or less biased opinions, and commercial media is run by commercial interests and commercial opinions, community media means the, the every person can speak out. And for you, why is that so important? For me, community media is important because everyone deserves a voice. Not everyone can afford a voice like they can in commercial media, but everyone on your street corner deserves to be heard when they have an opinion that they want a voice or at least an outlet where they could do that if they so choose. And so what sort of content is supported through the Community Broadcast Foundation? Wide range of things, um, radio, podcast, television series, uh, web series, whole host of things. We have different bents on how we want to fund things. We want to fund excellent and creative content, things that are pushing the boundaries. Um, We also want to get more people involved in community broadcasting through content creation. So that could be youth training programs and things like that. And we've funded you guys to do, what's the name of the program again? It's called Transcending the Gender Narrative. Well, it is now. We changed the name from when we originally applied, which was a really actually exciting part of the creative process as we went through it. We realised the framework we were using was part of the problem. (laughs) Um, Community Broadcasting Foundation just a few years ago published its statement, its commitment to gender equity and inclusion. And so through that, we're looking to get more women involved because we understand that the media landscape in Australia is very male dominated still, particularly the commercial media. Public media is improving and it's getting towards equality. And we see community media as a way to tip the scales the other way and get more women than men involved in the community media industry as those young journalists move on to public and commercial media positions in the future will then rebalance the Australian media landscape. Mm. You know, and obviously given the topic of content I'm creating, that's something that I'm very passionate about and really interested in seeing what are the frameworks, what are the things we can do, what, how do we transcend results so it's not just conversation cycles but we're actually driving action as well. Yeah, and we try to do that through some simple questions in our applications just by simply prompting people to think about how many volunteers are involved in this production, how many of them are going to be women? And then someone goes, oh, hang on. Actually, I was thinking of a, well, a program of 10 people and 
they're all going to be men. Maybe I should change that. Maybe I do need some women's opinions in this sports program that I was proposing. And then later on in the application form, there are questions around, so how are you going to target women? How are you going to advertise to them, promote this program to women, putting it up on your radio programs? Like if they're not listening now, what's going to make them listen in the future? And that means you have to take the program to them. Then they start thinking, oh, yeah, maybe we should put a flyer at the, you know, a poster up at the maternal health clinic or something. They start thinking, where are those other spaces that they're currently not, that they should be? Mm. You know, and that's really great at an organisational level, you know, you're in a position of distributing funds. So that is, you know, that is an impactful position. You have a position where you can impact what happens and the outcomes. And if you're making those decisions, then that is going to have that domino flow on effect. As you said, you know, then people start thinking and being more consciously aware. Yeah, that's that's intention anyway. Well, fantastic. So then tell us a little bit about how people can get involved and apply for funding through the Community Broadcast Foundation. We have two grant rounds per year. They start in January. So the next one on the, I think it's the 4th of January, um, opens up and closes late March. What we're trying to do in supporting producers to make things is to... partner them with their local community media organisations. In your instance, you're working with Channel 44 in Adelaide, but there are 450 community radio and television stations across the country. And it's about finding out who they are, getting in touch with them. And sometimes it's as easy as knocking on the door and they welcome you in, give you a cup of tea and put you on air straight away and say, what do you think about that movie you just saw? Or in other instances, they have more formal processes because in some, particularly in the cities, demand's high and they will put you through a formal training process to get you ready for air. If you're thinking about making media, making a podcast, making a web series, the best thing you can do is just pick up your phone and do it. And so you're talking like 450 different community broadcast TV radio stations across Australia. And then also community voices of which there are many and varied so it's it's really quite a broad range or gamut of of content that could be created so you know is it almost like any idea how should people formulate that idea is is anything got merit how should they go through that process to give their application you know the best chance possible we fund very varied things we fund an indigenous radio station to cover tamworth country music festival we fund some young people in inner city Melbourne to put together a variety television program that's broadcast live to air. One of the examples we've got on our website at the moment is a program called From Paddocks to Pride. It was a $1,600 grant for some equipment and it supports an LGBTIQ program in regional Colac in Western Victoria. They do interviews, they do health topics about what it's like to be an LGBTI kid um, growing up in a regional town, which is up for a community broadcast award um, later in the year. It's recently had some coverage in its in um, the local newspaper as well as the ABC website in southwest Victoria. It's a great little story of a program that was, was formed out of a, a recommendation from a scout leader saying, hey, you need some more community badges. Go get involved in that community radio station. And now we've got this award nominated program out of it. You know, for me, I'm so passionate about stories and and the power of stories. And I really love that grassroots community aspect, you know, that these are small people that, you know, wouldn't necessarily have a commercial story, but their story still has impact. And their story has relevance for so many different people in different areas, um, but, but can still relate to that story. So it's wonderful that there's this opportunity and avenue for those smaller stories that could easily be overlooked. 
to get an avenue and to be given a voice. That's right. And if it's just one young queer kid in regional Victoria who hears about that program and their life is improved because they know that there's other people like them out there, then it was well worth the grant that we allocated. So then what are some of the challenges that people might find if they're applying for grants? You know, what are some of the advice that you'd give to people? Grant applications can be very difficult to go through depending on who does it. Um, Ours are pretty long. Um, I think they ask for about 1,200 words, but varies depending on the scalability of your program, how big or little it is. But we are a pretty unique grant maker where if you're putting together an application, we're a phone call away. We've got uh, someone dedicated to supporting you, helping you put in the best application. Because we don't want you wasting your time. We don't want you wasting our time by putting in a bad application. For my cohort of stations and producers that I work with, very often I'll get a draft application a few weeks out before deadline and a quick note saying, can you have a quick look and give us some pointers? And I'll shoot back 10 dot points and say, fix up these areas. Because we want your application to be the best it can be. Other grant makers do that at varying levels. Um, I would only encourage you to talk to them and say, what help can you give me? Um, and do that early rather than later. And what about if you're one person and you've got this fabulous idea, how important is it to demonstrate that there's a, a broader actual community aspect to it? In terms of a, a demonstration, we needed some sort of demo, and that could be simply an iPhone on a gimbal or on a tripod or something, uh, a selfie stick, just to show us what does this program look like without any bells and whistles. And that helps the assessor visualise, just imagine if they had a proper camera and a proper sound person, what would this program be and would it be worth funding? The other things that you'll need, um, some planning. Um, We have some uh, templates that we can provide in terms of a production schedule, a promotional plan, things like that. So we want to know not just that you're going to make it, but you're actually going to show it to people, which is the thing that some media makers forget to do. It's about the, the art, the craft. Other things to consider would be who is your audience? There's a a question of who's the primary beneficiary of this program? And a lot of people say universal. The answer is if you make a program for everybody, you're making a program for nobody. Um, You've got to think about who is it that's actually going to be interested in this content. A lot of the programs that someone will make is they are their own audience. If you're a a young woman looking to make a a comedy series that you you and your friends would enjoy, maybe you and your friends are the audience. Where do you and your friends live in other towns, in other areas, in other suburbs, and how can you get your content to them? Mm. It's about really thinking about who and where there are potential audiences for you and, and how you can reach them, how you can put yourselves in front of them. What are they listening to? What are they reading? And therefore, that's where you need to be. Yeah. We all read and listen to different things. Maybe it is podcasting advertising that one would go for. The ABC does a lot of cross-promotional in their advertising. They promote one pro- one of their podcasts or one of their other podcasts. They do that for a reason. It doesn't cost them money to do that, but it helps them think, if they're listening to that podcast, they're probably going to be interested in this podcast as well. So let's try and retain their ear, their listenership, their ears for a little bit longer. Mm, and there is evidence that demonstrates that people who listen to podcasts are more likely to listen to other, other podcasts. <laughs> They've already got the behaviour there. What makes a standout application? You know, if I've ticked all the boxes and I've got this there, what what's going to really help my application stand out? Just a really original new idea. The uniqueness then, bringing a different perspective to content that may have already been created or similar styles, but it's 
potentially the delivery of that. Yeah, and there's different ways you can do that. Normally, you will have a primary way you will create your program, uh, and it's for a particular um, viewing experience or a listening experience. But then you can take that content and say, where else could it be used? Where else could people use this? In your documentary, you're planning to use it as a podcast as well as a video series. And literally, you just take out video and you use the audio. You know, we're filming content, but thinking about what might work better in film and what might work better in audio. But because we set that at the beginning, we know. So we're actually putting, you know, elements into play. And we might ask a few extra questions because in the video version, there will be visuals that will tell some of the story but in an audio version we'll have to ex- explain that in an audio way and also we want to slightly maybe have an extension of the story so if somebody watched the video and they want to learn more there's going to be a reason to drive between the two so yeah, yeah we're juggling <laughs> those thoughts as we go but the fact that we pre- we planned for that and we know that at the beginning is going to set it up a big aspect of the community broadcast foundation is built on sharing Australian stories. Why is that such an important part of the fabric of content and sharing, you know, within Australia? Australia is very isolated as a society. We're so far away from all the other countries. But the the American, the British, the European influences here um, are very strong. Because their world is so different to our world, we sort of create our own culture here. We copy, we steal, we remix their, their cultures as well. And how great is the food in Australia as a result of all of that? But because our population is also so small, A lot of the stuff that's relevant to us isn't relevant to the other markets in other countries. So we have to maintain that Australian culture or display that Australian culture in an online geographical world that explains what Australia is to people who uh, don't live here. So and are there any projects or examples of that that really have demonstrated that well? One of the programs was called Australia Get It Up Ya, which was like a postcard sort of travel type documentary about what it's like living in different areas of, of Australia. And they had the uh, the hipster goblins underneath the bridges in Melbourne. They did Outback Australian, the Russell Coit type impersonator walking around in short shorts and giving good uh, sound bites and, and one-liners. That is a great sort of exaggeration, a comedic take on Australian culture that is great for an Australian audience and it's sort of it's then is marketable internationally where there's been success from films like The Castle. What role do you think then that creative content, radio, television plays influencing culture and, you know, some of these potential cultural issues? And we were talking about gender equality, you know, how much can content impact or or drive improvements to community issues? If you can see it and you can hear it, you can be it. Um, so if you don't, if a young woman doesn't see women on television, she does not think that she can be a woman on television. It's about representation. Leland Chin was a great advocate for this at SBS and a longtime newsreader and now a cultural uh, phenomenon in our, all our hearts. It's those sort of representations that have helped other people start to think that they can become involved in the Australian media landscape, uh, whether that be at the ABC, SBS or commercial radio and television, but also just in their local community radio stations and their local television stations. Community content is really a representation of the cultural mix and diversity that, that takes place in community. 
That's right. And that's why that's why it's so good. We've funded a program of people commentating the AFL programs in language. So we have a Hindi program that's done once a year and there's one in Spanish, Punjabi. And it means because these cultures are growing up in Melbourne now and it's like they love AFL football. These cultures of communities have moved to Australia. They've embraced our culture and now they want to live it and they want to live it in their own voices so they can share it with their home because our great game is worth sharing and uh, you know at the moment Australia is very limited to its its isolation uh, but it's something we can start sharing with the world is our is our sports and our passions mm. so in in a way that those community channels really give voice to the multicultural voices that we have in Australia yeah it's not just the multicultural voices but also everything that they all their passions as well you'll see local soccer local hockey show up on community television screens that you know commercial television and public television could never would never do um, you see great charitable events like the the Reckling Community Cup uh, broadcast on Channel 31 in Melbourne, Channel 44 in Adelaide. A, a lot of them projects, you know, their charity football matches, their spectacle, their entertainment, but it captures this sort of culture um, that Mel- uh, Melbourne creates. Musicians and community media or, or media, depending on which city you are, together um, to come to a uh, and Recklinker, they support Indigenous um, programs, homelessness programs, things like that. So it's like it's representation and um, cultural representation for social good. Mm. And it does it does feel like, you know, it's that real layer of community and heart and, and social good, as you said, that is what keeps the humanity element of our society really alive and in positive, you know, in that positive mindset really as well. Thank you so much for joining me, John. In conclusion, though, can you provide me with your be the drop tip? So that's your top tip for how to communicate to motivate and inspire action. My be the drop tip would be to pull out a camera, hit record and record what is your what you're passionate about, whether it be audibly or video, put it together, just start posting on social media. As you start doing the, doing this, just in short segments to start with, you'll learn some tricks. You'll do it better next time. You'll well, you might start with the, the phone upright that you'll quickly learn to turn it sideways for a video. As you do this, you'll improve and you'll improve. And then after a year or two of trying these little things, we're now having feature films made on phones. You're getting a, a whole bunch of skill sets that you can take into your career, into your personal life, into um, all your passions and help d- show what you're passionate about to the rest of the world. Mm, I love it. So if you've got a passion... Get out there and, and capture it and tell it. If you've got a story that you're really passionate about. That's then... right. We've all got a story. We've all got a passion. We've all got multiple passions. Um, and the more we can share that with each other, we'll learn, You know, we'll start humanising each other and we will stop othering each other um, and we'll you know, hopefully create a more harmonic society. Oh, I love that. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you, Amelia. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. 
To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that.